welcome back, everybody, to Traveling Eggs, your favorite travel and disaster podcast with me, Marie, and me, Fergus. So this is the second part of Venice. Woo, part two. Exactly. So do have some eggnog over the holidays. <laughs> yes, I hope you had loads of eggnog already and exactly. have much more. Exactly. Reminders of last week's dish. Yes. So just a reminder for the dish for this particular city country was woba in purgatorio. Exactly. <laughs> so, al purgatorio. Okay. Al purgatorio. We exactly. mentioned it last week as well. Just a little reminder. It's a mix of eggs, parmesan, red onion, garlic, chickpeas, tomato sauce, basil and oregano. Um and it's basically just eggs and marinara sauce. Yeah. And it looks delicious. Exactly. If you want a full recipe, listen to the last episode or look it up. Try it. If you still have space in there after all the Christmas food you had, if you do, do celebrate Christmas, then you better not have space. Exactly. You better have eaten as much Christmas food as possible. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, well, do you have this dish? Yep. <clears throat> well, there you go. Exactly. So, like I said, this is the second part of Venice. Yes. So, this is our New Year's Eve episode. Well, the Eve before New Year's Eve. This is the new, sort Eve. of pre-New Year exactly. episode. So get, get you in, in the mood the for New Year. Woo! Uh, I, I, I'm not too big of a fan of the... Oh, uh, I am. Oh, not of all of these, oh, New Year, New Resolutions. Eh. Oh, not New Year's Resolutions, because I never stick to them. <clears throat> exactly, neither do I. Just keep what you do and just keep going yeah. i mean hopefully you're doing something fun obviously you might not but if you are then have fun have a roaring 20s party oh, we're going to oh, pass into that's the... what we're doing i know oh, that's why what? i mentioned it <laughs> well pass into the new 20s oh it's true well that's you <laughs> I didn't <sighs> oh my god i never are you I joking just made me? That are you joking that's why everyone makes roaring 20s parties oh my God, I, I thought it was just because roaring, <laughs> roaring 20s is a really good theme for a party. No, oh my God. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so plus, we're going so, into the new I Roaring love you 20s. So much. That is... Okay, we're going to move past <gasps> that little error that I made. Oh my God, that's okay, so beautiful. Now <laughs> have a roaring <laughs> Can you just. Okay, now I want to quickly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Okay. I want to kick off this episode by finishing the second half of a disaster story we exactly. were talking about in the last episode. Yeah. Now, just a little reminder, what happened was we were sitting on the canal, we got yeah. swept by a wave which soaked everything on our bottom half and our phones and our keys and everything. Exactly. So we headed back to the apartment, the Airbnb that we were staying at mm -hmm. to use the washing machine. Yeah. And now here's where it gets more interesting. Exactly. Do you want to start <laughs> off? Uh, no, because you actually oh. mentioned the first disaster with the washing machine. Uh, do you mention this again? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we started using the washing machine. Um, I mean, there was quite a few things that happened with the washing machine. Yeah, you can begin. Okay, fine. So first of all, what happened is we turned on the washing machine mm -hmm. and, you know, our clothes were in there. It turned on. It started going like... And then after, after I think, like a minute mm. or something like that, all of the lights went off. Yeah. So we had no lights on and we were like, oh, okay, the, the I don't know, like the, the lights just turned off. So we tried turning them back on and they didn't turn back on. Actually, no, I was in the bathroom when they turned on. on off. Yes, Marie was in the shower. Exactly. Marie yeah. was in the shower and I remember all the lights turned off and I was like, she must be fucking freaking out. I was and I literally went like, Burgers. Did the lights <laughs> turn off for you as well? And I said yes. And I was on this point really 
anxious and pissed because I was said, what if we actually have a big power cut yeah. that you cannot solve very easily? Because we need an aircon, we need our clothes wash, we need electricity, and exactly. we're on holiday. So obviously, it's not as easy to fix as if you were at home and could just call someone to, you know, yeah. fix it. And obviously, after a little bit, we did realize it was like a whole power, like it was a power cut exactly. in the flat. Remind me again, I wanted to open the washing machine. Why did I okay. want to do? Oh, so I remember that why. That was a bit later. Yeah. So basically, we because the washing machine had our stuff in now with washing machines normally so it stopped because we had this power cut in the yeah. flat and we were like well all our stuffs well not all of our stuff but lots of our clothes are in there that we need like my pair of shorts was in there which i obviously needed for the rest of the trip and when washing machines are midway through a cycle you can't open the door yeah. you although i have seen models where you can Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, That's why I tried. Yeah. The door was locked. And I had the idea of just opening it and then, you know, washing our clothes by hand. Also yeah. getting the soap out and just air drying them because it was so hot. Now, bear in mind, it was still the power cut at this point. It was still completely dark and it was really late at night as well. Yeah. So I think it was like midnight. Yeah. So it was completely dark And outside. also there was water in the washing machine. So if I had opened this, it would have just swept across the whole floor. But you did open it. Did I? Yes. Oh! Because then what happened was you opened the washing machine. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? Because you opened it and all this water came out. So I quickly slammed it shut again and was like, well, no. Like, <laughs> what? Um, and then you were like, no, no, no. Like, we can just gradually let all the water out. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, because we're going to flood the floor. Like, I'm really worried that the floor's going to, like, like no, 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 get it, flooded and break oh, no. or something. It was like tile... It was tile or stone yeah. floor. It wouldn't have to happen. But, but no, and right. you were like, yeah, no, we can gradually let the water out. Then just like mop it up. And I was like, no, <laughs> let's just figure out how to turn the power back on. God. So it was completely dark. My exactly. phone was on like fifteen percent battery, same as mine. And I didn't have a portable charger or anything. So exactly. we were like, right, we need to figure this out because we can't just stay living like this for the rest of the week. Exactly. So I think first things first. I messaged the host of yeah. the Airbnb and I was like, oh yeah, sorry, like we've had a power cut. Do you know how to just switch the fuse or something like that yeah and he didn't reply yeah because obviously it was late at night because it was really was late asleep. at night we assumed he must be asleep so, so the next thing we did was we opened the door to our floor and we knocked on literally every neighbor's yeah. door mind you we it was a bit of a weird architecture but we could look into our next door window um, neighbor's window and we saw that they had the lights on so yeah. we thought there were another airbnb with short surely the people would be there and would have their lights on so we knocked and we rang the bell exactly it it, like buzzed or something Uh, no oh my god we did but remember that one creepy door next to us that didn't have a bell and we were like we're not gonna we're not gonna ring that because the door looked really creepy and it looked very dark and very like daunting so we were like we're not we were like no we're not gonna ask these people so because maybe they're safe I mean, if you're one, like if you're you. part of one, we 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 love you. Please don't come for us. <laughs> anyway, I'm part of you. Anyway, we. Anyway, none of the neighbors exactly. answered or anything, yeah. and so I then messaged. I think maybe even tried tried ringing the yeah. host of the BNB. He was called Marcello, um, but he he didn't pick up. He didn't reply to the text. We tried knocking on the neighbors' doors again, exactly. like multiple times. No one picked up. Their lights were on, so we were like, "Why are they ignoring we us?" We looked outside of the window. At we looked time. outside the window, and of, we saw of our, of our Airbnb. There was a church. There was a church sense, which had the lights on. The lights were on. So my reflex, because mind you, I just thought we have to find anyone who can help us, and I thought surely there is a super easy solution to this power cut. We are just two students who don't know the answer to this. So anyone who's lived in their own place and is an adult for longer knows how to fix a simple power cut so i said let's go to the church and ask someone yes and i was literally like could not be bothered and i was like marie just 
no, like shut up like what are they gonna do if we go to the church they're not gonna be like oh yeah like magic power we can help your power cut they're just gonna be like what the fuck are these kids doing like literally so they may have even been some really old monks who didn't speak proper english so they yeah. would have been like what so marie was literally like no 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 we <laughs> We need to actually go to this church. I swear we probably started getting ready to go and everything. I think so, yeah. But then we were like, let's give our neighbours another try. Exactly. So we knocked on their doors again. Yeah. Eventually, yes. one of them opened their door. Exactly. Obviously having just woken up from a long sleep. <clears throat> well, not yeah. a long sleep, just a sleep. And we, a explained, we explained the situation and we were like, yeah, sorry, like our power's gone off. Do you know how to sort this out? He then was like, yes. There's like all the fuses downstairs at the bottom of the building. I will go and flick the switch for you. I started to follow him downstairs as yeah. well because I was like, well, it would be useful, um, obviously, to uh, know how to flick the fuse and switch the fuse and everything. So I started heading down as well. And he was like, no, 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 you, you just stay here and I'll do it. <laughs> so we were like, OK, fine. Yeah. He went down and I kind of saw what he was doing. And eventually he flicked a switch and our power came back on. Yeah. So we were like, thank you. He went back in. Yeah. We started the washing machine again, and boom, another power cut. <laughs> and so Light went out, lights went out again. Again. Oh, and so we were like, well, we saw that he went downstairs to flick the fuses. So yeah. I was like, right, Marie, I'm going to... the main fuse box. To the main fuse boxes. Of the whole building. Of the whole building. So I was like, right, Marie, I'm going to go down and flick our fuse. So I went downstairs, opened the door that he had opened with all the fuses in it, and there was about 10 different fuse boxes next to oh each other God. and because he hadn't he he'd not told me to come down with him i didn't know which one was ours so oh my god <laughs> i went through every single fuse box every single flat in the building i remember at some point you turned on they, we had like in the ceiling like an automatic window that you could open and you turned it on and there was like a really loud screeching yeah. sound as the window opened and I literally thought you turned on some kind of alarm or flicked some fuse you weren't supposed to flick and it literally turned on like a main alarm but it was just but it didn't it was just the noise of the window exactly um so I went through every single fuse box flicking the switch which mm, literally flicking on every neighbor's power like on and off so for all I know they're their fuses were probably going bleh, 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 while I was doing this. <laughs> and eventually I got to the end and I realized, oh, there's one fuse box where the switch is down and the rest oh are up or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, why didn't I just look at all of them before I just went through? Oh my God. So I flicked our thing back on yeah. and it worked. And the neighbor that had helped us before yeah. opened his door again and was like, oh, are you, is everything okay? And I was like, yes, I just had to go downstairs because we had another power cut and flick the switches back on. Exactly. And he said, oh, do you have your washing machine on? Because mm. I, I think he heard it from our apartment. And we said, yes. And he said, oh, do you have the aircon on as well? And we said, yes. And he said, you can't have both on at the same time because the, I'm so sorry, but the power gets too strong, basically. It overrides the system and it's like. And the fuse goes. Flicks the fuse. Yeah. Um, so you can't do that. Um, so you have to choose one of them. So we turned off the aircon because it was yeah. quite cool anyway. And, and we needed to finish using the washing machine. Exactly. So we thanked him. We went back inside. Yes. We didn't finish using the washing machine, actually. No, I think we let it. We did. We put it on a because it would have taken too long. Um, oh. so we put it on a draining mode. Oh yeah. Then took everything out and yeah. then put it on the drying rack. True. And manually dried it True. instead of letting it finish in the washing exactly. machine. We just let it like drain out all the soap yeah. and everything. Um, so yeah. And so that was that. Exactly. Then 
I think it was that same night I sent a message to our host. Oh, yeah. Just saying, oh, don't worry. Like, we we sorted out the whole power cut thing. Um, One of our neighbors helped us. Um, and he was really helpful. So that all worked out fine. Exactly. And then we went to bed. And we went to bed. And slept and was very nice. And, then... and I also messaged <laughs> um, the host. And then the next morning we woke up and he had replied to Fergus. <laughs> and he had replied to me. And said, oh, yeah, and... thank you. So, oh, like, thank you for letting me know. Sorry about the power cut. I should have told you before with the washing machine and the aircon. Um, but glad it all worked out in the end. And at the end of the message, he put, P.S. Because we said the neighbor had helped us. Yeah, I us. said that. Yes. And then at the end, he put, P.S. The neighbor was me. <laughs> so it turns out oh my God. the neighbor that had helped us sort out our power oh cut was Marcello, which was <laughs> our host. And we had no idea. And he also said, sorry for not opening before, but I have a baby who's just 10 days old yeah. in my apartment. So I had to get some sleep. And after... So we probably woke up as 10 day old baby. And after he, after this whole incident had happened, he then put a something outside his door that said like newborn baby inside and so as a no, warning no, it was like a baby shower celebration yeah. kind of thing like it wasn't a warning sign right? no it wasn't a warning sign but it was definitely like a okay just just so you know <laughs> like do you have a baby in here oh, so do not God. wake me up to be fair we didn't know and he wasn't angry or anything no, no, no. He, he was actually so nice he was just apologetic it. he said yeah. because of this i didn't open the door yeah no hard feelings so about. honestly Fair to him because he was not annoyed, and I exactly. probably would have been. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, it wasn't our fault. We no, it wasn't. Have known, but... but yeah, he was very, very nice. So that so, was that. Exactly. A great part of the trip. Exactly. So afterwards, we just spent more time in the city. We went to some beautiful bridges, like the Bridge of Sighs and Rialto Bridge in Venice, where you should all go to. I know there's some quite touristy spots, like especially Rialto Bridge, but they're still definitely worth it and really, really nice. Um, like I said, we also went to the mask stores. The mm. ones I can recommend are Car Makana and Car del Sol. Um, those are, like I said, the probably most famous and known um, Venetian mask stores. Yeah. They are handmade, the masks, and they're yeah. so beautiful. And also, when you go into the shops, it's almost kind of like a forest of masks. Exactly. Is the vibe that I got. It is absolutely beautiful. You can touch them. We had decency so we didn't touch the most expensive ones yeah um because obviously they're quite delicate and we don't want to break anything they can be really really expensive and they had massive masks and i generally wonder i mean honestly if you spent that much money on them you probably have enough money to also ship them back to where you live yeah but i would have not been able to transport even if i'd wanted to buy a really expensive one i would have not been able to transport them back in my suitcase because it would have just broken yeah. you know so i could just got one of the normal eye masks um wrapped it all up being nice even th with this one i was scared it would break um but i explained to the shop owner like obviously i'm from abroad and i want to travel and he said no worries <laughs> most of our clients obviously are so he wrapped it up all nice and it is still in our apartment in it london in my display. room and it still sits there unbroken and it is absolutely beautiful and i love it and such a nice souvenir it is Exactly. So, should we now talk about the art BNL? Yes, I was actually going to say let's talk about that now. Okay. Okay. So, as we said before, basically the the art BNL and the film festival were on two separate islands, which were mm -hmm. also separate to the main island that we were staying on. So, the film festival was on Lido Island. The art BNL was an on Arsenale della BNL di Venezia and in Gardini della BNL. 
Yes, exactly. So, um, and this was actually such a lovely island. Exactly. So you get as you know, as you do everywhere, you get the water taxi there, and then you get off, and then there's a basically like a walkway that you just have to go through with your ticket um, to get access into the Art Biennale gallery with all the works on display. Um, it's absolutely massive. So I would definitely say if you're planning on doing that, you should go sort of early-ish in the day because you're going to be there for hours. Exactly. And it is absolutely beautiful. The motto of the current art festival of the Biennale was May you live in interesting times. Mm. And obviously they had quite a few political displays, yeah. on, so to speak. For example, they had, I remember that this was one of the most talked about. They had a refugee boat that actually sank um, and they had this original one on display there to obviously show, you know, how oblivious art can be sometimes of what's going on, how, you know, the times we live in can be quite horrible. Um, I remember it was talked about quite a lot, but it was very, very interesting to see. And I think one very, very important piece to talk about. Absolutely. And... <clears throat> Apart from that, I remember there was a lot of, um, on the in the indoor buildings, there was a lot of extremely weird, absurdist type pieces. Exactly. They also had different, pavilion, different pavilions because part of the festival is basically that every country, country who takes part in the Biennale, which is almost every country there is, has a different pavilion which they can decorate and have installations in that they um, choose to exhibit so you definitely have a lot of international art there and it is just so amazing to see just how this festival brings all nations together yeah so in, many different countries in art which still isn't irrelevant like the art wasn't like i said oblivious it was very speaking of the time that we live in and it was very very relevant actually yeah so i feel like depending on what exactly it is you want to see or like which countries you're interested in the pavilions are quite an interesting part of the art biennale because obviously if you're interested in a particular culture or country go and look at their pavilion and then like you can get more of an inside look into their kind of art and what they like to contribute exactly so for example i remember one of the things they had was a massive robot which um had an ai programming and it was programmed to um mimic certain human behaviors and movements and it was traveling around a liquid that was supposed to look and actually looked like blood and whenever it reached it was like in a see-through cage almost <clears throat> in a see-through box and whenever it reached the end of the box it would retract and start again and travel around you know that blood so to speak so that was really really interesting and also i remember reading about this um at the festival yes. and i think a little bit afterwards about the meaning of it because yes. basically this thing was trying to clean up the blood type liquid around it and obviously the blood kept like seeping out again after it had been sweeped in and the point of it was meant to be because obviously it was meant it was meant to be linked a bit to kind of human nature it was meant to be like how you can strive for perfection Mm -hmm. But then something's always gonna make it more, make it slightly imperfect again. And you can keep trying to strive for perfection. Exactly. And the robot would kept trying to tidy up this liquid, but then it kept seeping out again. So it would repeatedly keep doing the same thing over and over to try and get a different result. Exactly. And then, of course, you also had a lot of pieces, or you had pieces which were stylistically beautiful. You had neon pieces of nature, <clears throat> connecting nature with modernity. You had neon pieces of skeletons which i think were just supposed to look aesthetic to be honest because we also had some of those pieces you had really beautiful installations and almost 
art decor, like indoor decor kind of ways. Um, you had refugee, like pieces re linking back to the refugee crisis. You had pieces linking back to um, victims of abuse, victims of violence and what have you. So it was really interesting to see all of these really relevant, re relevant sorry, pieces of art. And it was just really, really interesting to walk through this massive space they had on the island and see all of these beautiful, challenging works that you can really immerse yourself with. You see all the different nationalities that want to put out a message and you can just, like I said, walk and walk through all of the stories and immerse yourself with them. Exactly. It's so I feel like that is a massive part. Don't forget about that. If you go for the film festival, exactly. remember there's also the artwork itself as well that's there so definitely exactly. make use of that as well exactly because it's really revela relevant <laughs> just having it today with this word haven't i yeah. um so yeah that's definitely something you should do um moving on to my birthday should we yes let's exactly so on my birthday we went mask shopping we also saw um another film um we actually forgot to mention the other films in the last episode as i just realized but we're going to talk about them in a second um, so we saw, did we see The King? We saw The King. So we saw The King. <clears throat> and right. what this is, is it's basically like a film adaptation of Henry V, uh, mm -hmm. which is a play by Shakespeare. The and man himself. The man himself, <laughs> yes. Um, so With this, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> and personally, I'm not the biggest Shakespeare fan. Oh, I am. Yeah. So I'm not, I know, I, not, really I know that's am. really controversial whatever oh. but like i don't oh, mind i, I love do, lady macbeth my I, girl i appreciate the stories yeah um but reading it itself it's not my favorite kind of literature yeah i mean fair enough. um i do appreciate the stories and the adaptations that come from it though and everything so exactly. the king was a very good film uh exactly. marie do you want to tell me how you thought it i thought it was very good i mean in the beginning it seemed a bit like a classic shakespeare adaptation but obviously the story of it was quite interesting because especially at the end or especially Henry V was just underestimated throughout the whole film. And without, again, giving you any spoilers, at the end, um, it was a really smart ending and a really, not revenge-seeking, but he kind of turned things around in his favor. And that I really, really loved. And I think it almost made up for the other parts during the story, which were a bit standard and a bit expectable. Um, is that a word? Expectable. Predictable. Predictable. Expectable. Expectable. <laughs> Expectable. Mr. Inspectable. Sorry. Um, um, predictable. <laughs> so I think the ending um, was definitely very good. I liked Timothy Chalamet. I think he did very, very good acting in that role. Um, yeah, I think it was a good Shakespearean piece. If you're into adaptations by Shakespeare, definitely check it out. I liked yeah. it. I did like it more than I thought I would, considering I'm not a big Shakespeare fan. Um, I also just thought, well, basically similar views to Marie. Um, I thought the ending was very satisfying as well. I left it feeling quite satisfied with everything exactly. that had happened. Fair enough. Yeah. So after the screening, I think we just spent some more time on the island, chilling a bit. Then we went to a um, restaurant, which, oh, it's a very, very long name. I still want to say Give it. Give it a go. It's Rest Restaurante Valentino di Rosada Michel e Andrea. So I don't know why they didn't pick a so shorter name. So it does roll off the tongue quite easily. I know. They could have not picked a shorter name, couldn't they? It's oh. almost too short, isn't it? Now, can I just mention about yes. this restaurant Please as do. well? Like many restaurants in Venice, here's a little warning. They will charge you for seating. Exactly. Okay? But of course, I mean, 
They are, are going to include the tip, don't they? They do. Oh, I don't know. Well, like, hmm. I mean, they... I don't we know. We of course. Um, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah, just um, something to be aware of. They may charge you, honestly, something like five euros each for seating. Yeah. And in this... <laughs> during that night, it was actually quite funny because they had, I think, a party from the festival coming and celebrating, like, a pre... Uh, post, sorry, post-film screening. So as we asked for a table, they said, yes, but we can't leave you here for too long because we have it reserved. So we ate... Um, and then also decided to get dessert and said, well, do we even have time for dessert? And then we said, let's just leave. Let's just pay and say, never mind about the dessert. But then they brought the dessert. So we were like, well, now well, we have to. We've got to eat this. <laughs> but I think it was fine. They didn't actually, they were really considerate and polite. They didn't yeah. try to kick us out or anything. No. They were just busying around us and trying to set the tables up and everything. But no one ever actually came to us and said, well, you have to leave or sorry, we need this table for you or something also fun fact i actually saw a german well not a celebrity but i saw a german news reporter that i knew from the television um sitting behind us with her friends um and eating and i did recognize her so that was quite fun um so yeah she just came to the festival to have a good old time and afterwards we went to the skyline rooftop bar on Guideca, another smaller island. Another island. Um, which is actually just a hotel island, more or less, opposite to us. It was very posh. It was very fancy. You could overlook Venice, and it was so beautiful, and it was the perfect ending of a perfect birthday. Mm. It was so nice. We had day. some lovely cocktails up there. Exactly. And the view was really nice. It was Because you basically got stunning. a view from one side of um, the canal like the big rivers in Venice over to the other side. Exactly. Um, so it was interesting just seeing it from another perspective. Exactly. It was really, really stunning and really beautiful. So, right. Should we talk about the other films that we saw? Yes. So the other one that we saw was actually an older one yes. from the 80s. Exactly. Uh, this was called Victor Victoria, mm -hmm. which is directed by... Blake Edwards mm -hmm. and stars Julie Andrews. Exactly. And why did we see this? One? And why did we see this? Yeah. Well, Julie Andrews, an angel, <clears throat> exactly. really. She won the award, the Lifetime Achievement Award exactly. um, at Venice, rightly so. Exactly. And we saw her live receive this award. <laughs> Give a speech so we saw Julie Andrews we, live. Yeah, we saw highlight. her. We saw her walking along the red carpet. Um, we managed to get like kind of get some videos of her walking along yeah. there. And then yeah, we saw her come up on stage in person and give a little speech. So we took part in that event. Yeah, we watched the film. It was very very good. Obviously, the subject, if you look up Victor Victoria, is a bit. I was a bit concerned because I well, it wasn't made in modern times, so I would be was a bit afraid that they wouldn't handle it. Well, I was afraid watching it today, it would come out a bit, mm. you know, weird. But they handled everything really, really well. I think it was very ahead of its time. Yeah, film. because basically one of the subjects about it is sort of like gender bending. Exactly. Um, or And like there are some LGBT focused themes going on in there exactly. as well. One of the main characters is queer, yeah. gay. And the main character... Well, the, the absolute main character who Julie Andrews played... Um, is doing drag. Is doing drag. She does it from like female to male to female like yeah. basically there's a lot of gender bending going on which obviously in the 80s like mm -hmm. a film that was made in the 80s it felt so ahead of its time exactly and it Blake, was really really good Blake Edwards directed it so amazingly yeah and that was just very surprising it honestly could have just been like a modern day exactly film and I really like that they picked this specific one to show yeah it was very relevant for our time absolutely 
Right. So give that a watch. Big shout out to that. The other one we saw, we actually didn't finish watching it, but we still saw half of it and we so loved it. Was oh. Marriage Story. Marriage with Story. With Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Right. I just oh want to say God. one little thing about this first. <laughs> um, so the main, the main reason I was very keen to see this film was because Scarlett Johansson, who stars in it, is one of my absolute favorite actresses. Rightly so. Rightly so. Exactly. And I was like, well, she's got a new film. It's going to be at the Venice Film Festival. I would love to see it. Um, so we managed to catch the second half of it. Yeah. And I realized the reason before I wanted to see it was because I love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Having seen the second half of it, I thought it looked so insanely well-written, well-made, well-directed that I actually genuinely wanted to steer, well, not just because of her yep. now, but because the whole story just looked amazing. The whole way it was made looked amazing. Um, so it just turned out to be a film that I was super keen to end up watching whenever it came out on exactly. streaming or at the cinema later on. Exactly. So that actually concludes everything that happened in Venice. Before we give you some recommendations, do you want to tell us about your trip home? Okay, That, yes. of course, also went wrong. Okay, this is the final disaster oh of God. Venice. Of course. Now, we thought this would be it. Honestly, no, we I thought swear, it had finished. I have a problem with airports. Me oh and airports God. have a bad relationship. Yeah. Um, toxic, and toxic. <laughs> toxic relationship. So, do, 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 we, toxic. me and Marie, I was heading back to London. Marie was heading back to Germany. So yeah. we didn't travel home together. Yeah. Um, so first of all, my, my flight was 10 minutes delayed. Not a problem. I don't mind that. 10 minutes delay, yeah. whatever. So, oh my God. <laughs> So I got on the plane. First of all, I was sitting next to a slightly older man who, when I ordered, a, I ordered like a Coke Zero to drink on the plane and it arrived. And this man basically started having a go at me for drinking Coke Zero because it's so bad for you. And I was like, oh, no, like, it's fine. Like, I don't drink it that much. And he was like, no, no, no. L look at these ingredients. He literally pointed to the ingredients on the Coke can and was like, look, these are so bad for you. Like, I haven't had a Coke over the age of 16. And here I am. And I was just oh like, I don't want to end up like you. <laughs> so stop. Um, oh my God. So first of all, there was that. This man having a go at me for drinking a fucking Coca-Cola. Come on. God. And then the plane landed and uh, I was like, right, I need to get home. So first of all, I missed the first train back. And so the next train that was coming that was going back near my home wasn't for another 20 minutes. And bear in mind, at this point, it was around 1 a.m., Mm. And it was freezing. Oh. And I was there waiting in the cold. So I decided to go to M&S and buy some chocolate cookies to make me feel better. And it worked. Oh, no. It made me feel better. So eventually I got on this train that arrived and it took like an hour to get back. What airport was that? This was at Gatwick. Okay. Yeah, Gatwick. At least quite close to us, but still so yeah. late that it didn't matter anymore. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, and so I got the train back and it, I think it got back to Blackfriars Station, which is also not that far from our current flat. So yeah. I thought, okay, this is fine. I tried to get an Uber. My phone was on 2% battery at this point. So I Remin ordered an Uber. Reminiscence of Amsterdam. Oh, reminiscent. So I ordered an Uber on the app. And I, in my rushed state, realized that I accidentally ordered the Uber from Blackfriars Station to Blackfriars oh. Station. <laughs> So I Imagine got... that Uber driver reading this and being like, what? Well, I'm surprised that they didn't figure that out before they arrived because I got in the, the yeah. car and then I looked at my Uber and I was like, oh no, oh no, my God, no, I've just realized this journey is from here to here. Um... And the Uber driver was like, I think you, and I was like, I know, I know, I'll leave. 
So did, did he not actually, couldn't he take you? No, he couldn't because yeah. like I had two other people because I didn't Uber pool as I always oh, yeah. do. And he had to try and link the journey in with the other people yeah. and it didn't. So I got out and I was like, right, I have 1% left. Let's call an Uber. Let's do this. Got an Uber, managed to track it on time. It was all good. Then just as I was about to confirm, my phone died. Oh. So then I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to get the bus. So I went to the, I knew which bus I had to get. I went to the bus stop. At least London, you always have something going. Exactly. And I saw that the next bus going to where I needed wasn't for another 40 minutes or something like that. So I was like, well, no way am I waiting in the cold for 40 minutes. I'm going to walk home. Yeah. Because I think from where I was, it probably would have taken 25, half an hour, 25, yeah. 30 minutes to walk home. Not, not that bad. So I started walking home and I was too cold. So I was like, right, I'm going to grab a bus from the next stop to take me as near as possible to my flat. So... I got on the next bus. It took me to Elephant and Castle, which is about a 10, 15 minute walk from our flat. So I was like, this is perfect. Great. Got on the bus, got to Elephant and Castle, got off the bus, started walking home. This was around 2 a.m. You still messaged me and I was in bed. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Well, at this, no, at this point, my phone oh, had no, died. You died. At this I point, my so phone concerned. had died. I remember because yeah. I was like, well, I don't even know. Oh, Yeah. So my phone had died at this point. So yeah, I got the bus to Elephant and Castle, got off the bus and was like right I can walk home I'll be home in 10-15 minutes cool it was very dark it was a bit cold there was hardly anyone on the streets so as I was walking back to the flat two I heard two people walking up behind me like quite heavily and trying they were saying stuff to me like hey like hey what are you doing blah 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 and I was like I'm just going to ignore these people because I can't be bothered right now I've had a troublesome journey and I do not need this shit I remember when you messaged me this after I was so concerned oh my god ridiculous and so I was walking and I could hear them walking getting closer to me and I was really scared that they were going to mug me or something so I turned around and was like I need to just say something so I turned around and was like hi (laughs) (laughs) hello Hello. how did you do and they were like I don't know if they were drunk or Hi. Uh, intoxicated let's yeah. say but they were not acting normal and they were like oh hi like how are you and I was like I'm good <laughs> and they were like where are you from where do you live and I was like I live in London <laughs> and um, one of them tried to shake my hand and as he was doing that he tried to slip his hand into my pocket to steal my phone oh which my was God. in there and I had previously in my life had my phone stolen oh before God. and I was like no I can't have that happen again so I slapped his hand away and I was like maybe shouldn't have done that I'm now really worried that I'm gonna oh get God. beat up but I was like at this oh. point just <laughs> just my take me God, that still gives me cramps <laughs> as I listen to it oh I was my literally God. like at this point this, no! this oh is all God. I need so I was like Ugh. and then they started following me and I was like, right, the only way I can get away from these people is to run across through the traffic to the other side of the road. So then they won't follow me. So I did that. And then one of them yelled at me like some insults and then tried to follow me over to the other side of the road. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, can't you just fuck off? Like, mm. I, what are you going to get from me? My phone is dead. So pff, I mean, <laughs> fucking good luck with it. Um, and then I ran to the nearest bus stop and I was like, I just need to get a bus anywhere away from these people oh. just to safety. So I ran to a bus stop. And then watched the two others like eventually go off in the other direction and eventually like disappeared into mm-hmm. the night. And then just to add stress to the situation, this man was like to me, oh, hi, how do I get to London Bridge? And I was like, it's that way, <laughs> pointing in the direction, like it's oh. that way, just go. Oh. Was um, the bus at least going in the right direction you took? No, it was. Oh. I got one that was going to be going in the opposite direction, but I didn't actually get on. Okay. I waited at that bus stop, waiting until the two guys that were trying to do whatever at least to there me. was someone else at the bus stop exactly with you. there was three other people at the bus stop and i was like i'll be safe here 
Okay. After that happened, I walked back home, worried the whole way I was going to get ambushed by these two people, but I didn't. I made it home, locked the door, put my phone on charge, sorted everything out, and then like sent a voice message to Marie, I think, saying, Aww. this just happened. Oh my god. And um, so after that, that was all fine. Right. And there was also this little friend that we made in Venice that we completely forgot to mention before. I can't believe that. That's actually insane. A little sneaky... Let's call him a person. Exactly. We met him on the first day. He stayed in our Airbnb with us and he was so wholesome and we still always miss and recall him. Do you want to name his name for yes. us? Yes. <laughs> he crawled around any hidden places <laughs> and his name was Jeffrey. Jeffrey. And he was a lizard. Exactly. <laughs> a very beautiful little lizard. I think he even came out during the power cut, didn't he? Yeah, but we can't have seen him because... No, but we used the torch. He was oh, there. Oh, yeah, we did use a torch. And then he basically ran away whenever we shone the torch on him. Exactly. And we tried to talk to him and make friends with him. I think he loved us. I think he loved us. Yeah. And we'll see him again soon. Exactly. We really miss him. Shout out to you, Jeffrey. Shout out to Jeffrey. We know you're listening. This podcast is for you. It's dedicated to you. We Love miss you. you. Bye, Bye, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Right. And for further recommendations, of course, like we said before, we definitely recommend you going to the restaurant to Valentino di Rosada, Michelle e Andrea. <laughs> bit of a mouthful, but definitely worth going there. Of course, <clears throat> it's a bit posher. It's a bit on the fancier side. Um, and it was, of course, even posher and fancier during the festival. But the food there was definitely really, really good. We enjoyed going there. So, yeah, check it out if you want and can. And then, of course, the Skyline Rooftop Bar on Guidecca. It's always, I think, an amazing way to, you know, have a good time when you're in a new city to go to a rooftop Skyline bar and look over the city and dwell in the beautiful view. So you can look over the Guidecca Canal there. So that's definitely also worth your time. Enjoy a good little drink there to yourself. And yeah, apart from that, of course, All the spots we mentioned around the city, around the BNL, are definitely worth your time. So yeah, on that no, on that positive that note, that concludes Venice. Basically, our favorite story, everything that happened. Yeah. It was so much. So thank you so much for tuning in back again in our two special episodes. Yes, we hope you had some amazing holidays or amazing just Christmas days off. Um, have a good new year. Yes, you know? have an amazing new year. Exactly. Have a smashing 20s party yes. for obvious reasons. Have a good decade of the 20s. Exactly. Of the new 20s. Exactly. And make for some good change. Yes, you know? make for some good change. Exactly. So do you want to give us some socials before we go? Yes, As I always. will. As always. So, so our email address where you can send us stories, recommendations, questions, anything really is travelingxpodcast at gmail.com. Would you spell that out for me? I will spell that. That is T-R-A-V-E-E. L-L-I-N-G-E-G-G-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Exactly. Follow us on Instagram. Follow Fergus Howe. So please. my Instagram name is Ferg underscore Steel. That's F-E-R-G underscore S-T-E-E-L-E. Exactly. And my name is That Tattooed Bee, which, as always, a bit complicated to find. You can try, maybe you will. If not, I'm just tagged in Fergus's pictures to so find me there. So, so yeah. yeah. If you want to find Marie, just look on my Instagram. Exactly. Might be easier. 
Who knows? And for now, have a roaring 20s. Yes, please do. Have some drinks on us. For any previews, actually stay tuned for our stories because we will announce them there fresh in the new year. And for now, bye. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Love you.